Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson, and on today's episode, I welcome Sadie Black, a gin enthusiast and a radio host. Today, we chat about her gin-inspired path, her favorite gins and cocktails, how she got started creating her own simple syrups, gin fusions, and of course, a fun gin dinner too. Welcome, Sadie. Hello, how are you? I am awesome today. Thank you for asking. (laughs) And as you probably know now, as with all episodes, we start by sharing what we're drinking today. So since you're my guest, Sadie, you get to go first. What are you drinking? All right. So I'm a big fan of Hendrix and they've recently come out with this Neptunia. And on the back of the bottle, they actually had something called a Neptunia fizz. So it's one part Hendrix Neptunia, half part fresh lime juice, half part simple syrup, soda water, and three slices of cucumber. And I even have the little Hendrix thing where you can make the little, I guess it's a cucumber swirl. I've got that as my garnish. And so that's what I'm drinking. And I really have enjoyed the Neptunia so far. It's got some citrus notes to it and it's very delicious. One of my favorites of theirs actually. Wow. I've been waiting to try that one. So pretty excited to hear that it's yummy. I like it a lot. Yeah. I've been hearing really good reviews on that one. So I think it's my favorite so far before. I think it was the Midsummer Solstice. Yes. So good. (laughs) Yeah. But I think this might top that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) The bottle is very pretty with a little mermaid on it. (laughs) Right. Right. I love it. Well, that sounds really yummy. And now I'm super FOMO on that. But (laughs) I'm actually having a Martinez, which is a very classic cocktail, you know, an old school riff off of a Manhattan, actually thought to have inspired the martini and the, you know, the dry martini as we know it today. So it's equal parts gin and sweet vermouth, quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and a really nice twist of orange for garnish. And a little spin on the gin for this one is I'm actually using Bowles Genevieve. Oh, I've never had that one. Yeah. And it's like the origin of gin, right? Like, right. Yep. It's a recipe that we have in the cookbook and it's really good with it. I was like, oh, what do you do with Jennifer? So, well, let's try it. And it actually makes the Martinez just really yummy, really, really yummy. So that sounds really good. I'd like to try that. I actually haven't tried that yet. So I'm interested to try it. Yeah. If you can find it. Yeah. Try it (laughs) because it only recently became available where I live. So, okay. And I live a little farther south than you, so it might be harder to find. Or easier. (laughs) Or, yeah, who knows? (laughs) It could be much easier for you or not. Who knows, you know? That's kind of one of the interesting things about, you know, being in different countries. You know, the selection changes depending where you live and also depending on exports and imports. And it's always just, who knows? Every time I go to the store, it's like, ooh, a new one is available. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's chat about you. Did you always love gin? Did you grow up with it? When did gin enter your life? 
So honestly, probably before my mid thirties, the only thing I knew about gin was from Snoop Dogg's gin and juice song, like to be really <laughs> honest with you, that's about it. My parents didn't drink gin. They did, you know, my mom was a rum drinker. My dad was mostly beer, that kind of thing. So until I started in roller derby, oddly enough, we started getting together. We realized that we liked some of the bougier things in life, craft cocktails, charcuterie boards, that kind of thing. And so we started doing something called bougie nights, kind of a play on the the movie boogie nights. Right. And so we went over there and my friend, Matt is also an amateur bartender. It's kind of his hobby. He loves doing it. Even has like this old vintage bar that he brings around with him to parties. It's really, really neat. And he made me a gin cocktail and I didn't know what it had in it. I had no idea. And I was like, this is delightful. What is in this? And he told me it had gin in it. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to start drinking gin now. And so that led to every time my husband and I went out to a nice dinner and they had a decent gin selection, I would start drinking gin. My husband started drinking gin. His go-to on any given night is just a simple Bombay and tonic. That's his go-to. I prefer club soda. I'm not a big tonic person, but that's become our go-to drink everywhere we go. If there's a gin drink on the menu, I will most likely try that. And if I can't find a good gin drink on the cocktail list, I'll usually default to a decent gin and just some club soda and a lime. Awesome. That is pretty much my go-to as well. I like a little bit of tonic. I never like all tonic because I find Mm -hmm. that's too much. So if I want a tonic, I will put mostly club soda or sparkling water because I like sparkling water too with like an ounce of tonic. I've never tried that, but there is a very good grapefruit tonic that we have that we drink a lot of trying to think of the name of it right now. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Fever tree has a good one. Then I think there's another one is, I think it starts with a Q. I can't remember the name, but we get that. We have that actually, we have Amazon delivered that to our house and that's kind of our go-to for both of us. And it goes really well with a lot of gins and it's just really easy, really refreshing. You don't have to think about it. So on a night where you don't want to pull out the mixer and the shaker and everything else, that's just a really simple go-to and it's really quite delicious. It doesn't have that quinine taste to it, which I enjoy. And grapefruit is such a great thing to add with gin. It complements so well. Is it ever? It's actually, especially in we're moving into summer, hopefully mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really good as a really refreshing summer beverage. It really is. Yep. Okay. So you started going, you know, drinking gin and going out with your husband. How did that move you towards now being like all about gin and talking with your friends and, you know, having the tastings and doing everything? So I just got really into it and I started making my friends try it because a lot of them had the similar situation as I had where they had never even really heard of gin outside of Snoop Dogg. They hadn't really ever tried it. And a lot of people always reference, you know, my grandma's gin or something that tastes like perfume or turpentine. You know, a lot of people thought it just didn't taste good. And so once I started kind of figuring out what I liked and kind of figuring out what other people might like, because it was a more basic, not very aggressive tasting gin. I started having them come over and, you know, I just whip up something. Maybe it was just a grapefruit tonic and some gin, but they realized, Hey, this really isn't that bad. It's not what I expected it to be. And so that kind of led to us getting more into it and doing more with it. My go-to typically when someone comes over and they've never had gin, I make a lavender collins, which is basically the same as a Tom Collins, but I use a lavender simple syrup, which 
I do make most of the time. I also use a really light gin, something that doesn't have a ton of overwhelming flavors that will take away from the lavender or turn them off of gin entirely. The botanist monkey 47, those are great for that drink because they're not overwhelming. And for people who like lavender, it's a really great drink. Yeah, I completely agree. Like let's talk about gin in particular, since that's what we're here for. A big thing that I find people get really confused, especially people that don't know about gin is that it's a category. It's Mm -hmm. not one bottle of one thing, right? Right. You find this when you're trying to introduce it to your friends and family. Do you find that they get really confused? Yeah, absolutely. They don't realize there's so many different flavors and there's so many, I mean, you've got Navy strength, you've got dry, you've got florals, you've got juniper, you've got citrus. I mean, there's so many different types and categories of gin. Like I said, I think a lot of people get pigeonholed in that my grandmother's gin or something that tastes really piney and they don't explore the spirit because they have this idea in their mind that they just can't get out of. And I love getting people on it because gin is honestly my favorite liquor hands down. That's what I'm going to go to. I don't drink a lot of other liquors just because I'm not a fan of them. So this one I'm really enthusiastic about because it's pretty much the only one I'll drink. So I want everybody to come drink gin with me. I hear you. I want everyone to come drink gin with me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. If I could tell you the number of times that people, one, they find out that I have a gin podcast and then like, oh, I don't like gin. I'm like, really? Is it, what, what is it that you don't like about it? And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well I had it once like in the eighties and it, you know, tasted like turpentine or a pine tree or they had lemon gin, which, you mm-hmm. know, I don't even consider that gin really, mm-hmm. you know? And so they had this traumatic experience <laughs> at some point in their life. They had it once and they yeah. vowed never to have it again. Like they might've had like three sips of it at some point. And it's so funny to me that gin in particular of all spirits seems to get this reputation or pigeonholed you don't hear Mm -hmm. people say that about whiskey or you know rum if they drink spirits at all right Mm -hmm. like they'll say oh well I'd prefer dark rum to amber or I like Irish whiskey versus Scottish whiskey you know those kind of things but you never for people who get in their heads that they don't like gin they just need to give it another chance I agree. My mother-in-law said the same thing back in the eighties. She tried that lemon gin. She thought it was terrible. And so since the eighties, she hadn't tried it. And I said, you know, mom, let me make you a drink. Or whenever we go out to our favorite speakeasy, I say, Hey, have a drink of this. And she is pleasantly surprised every time she does it. She actually started drinking slow gin fizzes, which, you know, a little bit of a difference between slow gin and regular gin, but still it's in that wheelhouse and she actually really enjoys it. So I love that we're changing minds about gin because like you said, you know, there's so many different types of whiskeys and rums and even vodka nowadays, and people don't think that same thing about gin. So anything I can do to get people drinking the same thing I do because it makes it cheaper when you have people over, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Okay. So I know you have lots of favorite gins, but maybe you could narrow it down to your top three. Okay. So I love local gins. When we go travel, my husband and I travel as much as we can. We usually try local gins wherever we go. My absolute favorite is something called Sutler's. It's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm a huge fan of lavender and that's kind of their base note and some coriander. 
excellent. It comes in this beautiful ceramic bottle. It's black with gold writing on it. It looks like it came out of the 1800s. It's just hands down my favorite. Second, probably Manifest Distilling in Jacksonville. They have one called a Florida Botanical Gin. It's made from botanicals that can be found growing in Florida. They have three different types of citrus in that one, orange, lemon, and grapefruit. Really great, really good for summertime drinks, throw in some grapefruit tonic. It's perfect. And then there's another distillery in Asheville, North Carolina, one of my favorite places on earth to visit. It's called Chemist Navy Strength. We all know Navy Strength is a little bit different, but their notes are Spanish sweet orange and a Thai ginger. Gives it just a little bit of a spice to it, but it's really, really good. And they do a great job there. So those are probably my top local ones. If I was going to do a couple runners up, I'd say Hendrix. The original is great, but then obviously they have the limited edition flavors. Um, Gray Whale, really great. I love the, has juniper, lime, sea kelp, and almonds. Weird things to put in a gin. Weird things. Really, but really, really great. And then Empress, I know a lot of people talk about it, but it is really, really delicious. We discovered that one on a trip to Savannah one time, and that's got some black tea and the butterfly pea yeah. blossom notes in it. And that's really good for an aviation. Yeah. <laughs> and Empress is Canadian. Yes. I'm so glad it's down South because it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm as a Canadian, you know, happy that Canadian gins are making it to other places around the world. I think that's really cool. We have a lot. We have quite a few. Um, Okay. So your thing is cocktails. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about your favorite cocktails, gin cocktails, obviously. So we're both, my husband and I, a huge fan of really prohibition style era cocktails, hands down an aviation. That's just my go-to anywhere I go. If they have an aviation, I'm going to try it or I'll test the bartender. Can you make me an aviation and see how well they do? (laughs) I've had some really good ones and I've had some not so good ones, but I can also make one at home, which is great. And absolutely one of my favorites. Second, I would say a Ramos gin fizz if it's done well hands down, just so good. And it takes so much time. And I always feel bad for ordering it, but it's always worth it because it's just so delicious. And like I said, if made well, it's just absolutely wonderful. There's a place in Jacksonville, a little speakeasy who has it on the menu. A lot of bars won't put it on the menu because it is very time consuming because they have to shake it so much. So when we go there, we always stop in and get a couple because they're absolutely fantastic. I have not tried to make that one yet just because I know it's a lot of effort, but maybe someday I will. And then really good for summer and you can vary it with the simple syrup you use because you're supposed to use honey syrup, but you could mix it up. It's just a bee's knees. Really good. Honey is a great classic flavor for gin and it's another really easy one to make at home, especially for the summertime. Fun. Wow. Great suggestions. Wow. <laughs> now you go to a lot of speakeasies, not mm-hmm. everyone necessarily has that opportunity or let's say a cocktail bar. Even mm-hmm. if you were a new gin enthusiast and you were mm-hmm. walking into one of these cocktail bars or speakeasies for the first time, what would you recommend that they try order experience just to kind of dip their toe in? Um, so I would say either a Gimlet or a Tom Collins, they're classic. Everybody usually has the ingredients to make them. Usually, even if you use a house gin, which I don't typically, but even if you use the house gin, and if it's a good cocktail bar, their house gin is usually pretty decent. Those are pretty easy to make. I think they're classics. You can bury those at home, but you know, in a bar, they'll usually make it just the way that they're meant to be. And basically a Tom Collins is 
a gimlet, but you've added the club soda. But yeah, really, really good, really classic prohibition style era cocktails. And yeah, I think that that would be my way of kind of introducing yourself. Aviation, Ramos Gin Fizzers are a little bit more, you know, I've had a couple of gin drinks now. I've kind of gotten into this scene. Those might be a little bit more sophisticated. I don't know. I wouldn't even call them sophisticated. Just, you know, I wouldn't, as a first time gin drinker going into a speakeasy, I wouldn't even have known what an aviation was. So I wouldn't have known to ask for it. Also a French 75, also a really great option. And most places know how to make that as well. Yes, very true. Okay. I think it's really awesome that you are now making your own simple syrups. Like to go from (laughs) not having drank gin pretty much at all to now you're like making simple syrups and gin fusions and all these crazy (laughs) cocktails. What flavors or recipe would you suggest for somebody who's new to creating their own? So we got into it in the pandemic. Obviously we weren't going out anywhere and we still really wanted to have cocktails. So that was our hobby. We started collecting gin. We started making our own drinks. And then once we started doing that, we got really creative. I say find flavors that really complement the gin you're drinking and experiment with that. I, now that we've done it for a while, I do combos of flavors. A few I like are grapefruit and rosemary, honey and basil, or lavender and Earl Grey. I've made those a few times. I say, take the time to play around with it. Find a combination you like. Also, I really highly suggest because we've done this, find fruits, herbs, or spices that you've never tried before and play around with it. My son went shopping one day and he found golden berries or gooseberries. Some people call them that. And we made a syrup out of it. They look like these little cherry tomatoes, but they have this like pineapple citrus berry flavor. And it went really, really good in gin cocktails, something we never, ever would have tried, but it worked. Eating them alone, it's not very good, but in a cocktail as a simple syrup was really, really cool. I also recommend making small batches of simple syrup at first. Luckily, sugar and water are inexpensive, but in case you mess up or you don't like the flavor of the ratio, you're not wasting a ton of time or sugar. And unless you know you're going to make a ton of cocktails, you don't really need to have tons of jars of simple syrup sitting around in your house. And I do infuse my gin. I think a great gin to do that with is aviation. I use that quite a bit. I've done that with Earl Grey. I've done that with lavender. I've infused it because those are two of my favorite flavors with gin. But yeah, aviation, it goes great in most cocktails. And I really just love supporting Ryan Reynolds because he's real cute. (laughs) Also Canadian. Canadian. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yes, I love making infusions so much. Because I cook with it a lot and I bake with it a lot, a good neutral like aviation, like you can make it. I have a toffee gin fusion that I have, and then I have a blueberry one, or I have it for more like savory dishes. I have, you know, rosemary and thyme and all that in it. And like, oh, same thing. Like I just love experimenting with the flavors. So much for your simple syrup. Are you doing one-to-one sugar to, yeah, I find that works best too. And that way go small batches. I think so too, because, you know, and if you don't want it super sugary, you know, if you do a small batch and go, nope, this is way too much. You can go, okay, instead of doing one-to-one, I'm going to do half and one or three quarters, you know, you can play around with it because not everybody likes it as syrupy. Some people don't like it as sweet, but definitely play around with it. Don't cook it at high. You'll definitely burn it. You know, it'll, it'll it caramel. Be good. Yep, caramel. You don't want caramel. I mean, caramel and get gin might taste good. I've never tried that combination, but mm. yeah, just take your time with it. If you feel a little wary about it, go online, find a recipe, 
just play around with it. I mean, like I said, it is just sugar and water, but if you're thinking about infusing it with something too, just going online and Googling it, there's probably a million YouTube videos out there. I know there's TikTok videos. I follow someone who does drinks on TikTok. She does a lot of gin stuff and she does a lot of simple syrups and that's where I get some inspiration as well. So just, you know, kind of see what's out there and see what you can do. And then if you mess it up, who cares? It might still turn out okay. (laughs) And it's all about the creative process. Yes. Yes, it is. Awesome. Okay. So... It's time for our Gincident story. <laughs> I know you know that. So lay it on us. What's your Gincident story? So I work in radio and one of the perks in radio is that we sometimes get to go backstage and meet the acts that we see at our concerts, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. One of the other perks is that there's something called a radio room. Typically there's food, there's booze, there's drinks. So you go back there and instead of spending $12 for a beer, you know, in the front, you can just make whatever you want and it's free, which is really cool. So I was with a friend of mine a few years ago before COVID and we went to go see the country singer, Miranda Lambert. And we had been in the radio room. We'd had a couple of drinks. I'm pretty sure she had Hendrix. I did Hendrix and club soda. Cause it was easy. They said, Hey, we're going to take you out back. Miranda Lambert's got this little camper. She calls Wanda and that's where she's going to meet you guys. So it was me and my friend who's also a radio guy and then another radio guy. So it's just the three of us. We got to this little camper. It was so cute. It was very homey. There was more gin, more club soda out there. So I poured another drink. She had these really cute Miranda Lambert glasses that were pink. And so we had a couple drinks waiting for her. She came out. She was so beautiful, so nice, so gracious. We had a really good time hanging out with her for maybe 20, 30 minutes. One of the radio guys, not my friend, spilled his drink in the trailer. And we were all like, you know, razzing him. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you spilled a drink in Miranda Lambert's trailer. This is so crazy. Well, we're getting ready to leave and it was cold outside. And I go to put my jacket on and I spilled my gin drink all over her trailer. And I was just mortified. I was like, I cannot believe one. I just made fun of him for doing it. And two, I just did it. She was so nice though. I cleaned it up and she was like, no, no, it's fine. I was like, no, I'm cleaning this up. I made such a mess. And I thought I made such an idiot out of myself, but needless to say, the record rep came back and was said, she thought y'all were hilarious. She thought you were really nice. And she was not mad about the gin. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is good. Yeah. And it's that you had made fun of the friend, the other guy. Yeah. That was kind of like karma biting you. I know I won't do that ever again. And the next time I will make sure to be like, can you please hold my drink instead of sitting it on the table? And then, you know, subsequently swinging my arm to put my coat on and knocking it everywhere. But yes, I was very mortified. I could not believe that I did that, but she was very cool about it. And hopefully if I ever see her again, I'll be like, Hey, do you remember me? I was the one who spilled my drink in your trailer. (laughs) She probably remembers. She probably remembers that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, at least it was only club soda, not like sticky juice or something. Yeah. Club soda and gin cleans up a lot easier than, you know, like whiskey and Coke or something. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) All right. So is there anything else you'd like to share about anything? I just say, you know what, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you already enjoy gin, but if you are just listening to it and thinking, what is gin? Why should I try it? I really think that you should go out there and try it. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything. And if you don't like the drink, most bartenders will say it's fine. I'll take it back. So try gin. Trust me, everybody who loves gin 
loves gin. I don't think there's an in-between. Very true. There isn't an in-between. Like once you find a gin you love, then you are comfortable, right? And then you can Mm -hmm. step out of that and try other ones you love. I always say there is a gin for everyone. I absolutely agree with that. I've had friends who said, I don't like most gins, but I like this gin. I've heard that so many times and I absolutely believe that's true. Yeah. So even if you're not a fan of the juniper forward, which is often when somebody says it's piney or turpentiney, even though it's juniper, which has nothing to do with pine, but you know, (laughs) if somebody says that, then they obviously are not a fan of the juniper forward. But, you know, maybe they'll like citrus better or the new world style, like aviation is definitely not super juniper forward. So there is definitely find a gin lover who can introduce you to different gins. Yeah. It's just like beer. There's IPAs, there's stouts, there's porters. It's kind of the same thing. There are some beers that I won't drink, but there's other beers that I really enjoy. And gin is kind of in that same wheelhouse. There is one that you will like. I promise. Absolutely. If you drink spirits at all. Yes. If you drink spirits at all, if not, you probably won't like gin. (laughs) And you probably aren't listening to this podcast. Probably not. (laughs) But thanks to everybody who is. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, there you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about Sadie and her favorite gins and cocktails, how to make your own syrups and a whole bunch more. Thank you so much, Sadie, for being here today. Absolutely. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review. Check out the show notes for links to Sadie and the ginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. Until next time, remember, always keep your gin up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by the ginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. Or drop us a note at heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.